Welcome to The Barbell Strikes Back. I'm your host, James McDermott, and on today's show, I'm going to be debuting a brand new ongoing series called Training in Pop Culture. I am a big movie buff. I love to read books, listen to music, watch TV shows, and I thought it would be interesting to give some commentary and some of my thoughts on how training, coaching, exercise, even nutrition are depicted in pop culture. And on today's first episode of this series, I'm going to be talking about something that I read recently in a brand new book that I started the other day called Reliquary. Now, Reliquary is written by Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child, and it is a horror fiction book. It's actually the sequel to another book that I've read called The Relic. There was a movie made called The Relic as well back in the early 2000s or maybe even the late 90s. It's uh, definitely a favorite of mine, although a lot of people have critiques of it just because of the film quality, but the monster and the effects in the movie are well worth it. So this is a horror book and I've been drawn into this sequel. One of the things is when I start one of these books, it, it could easily mean that I'm going to be up until one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning because the chapters are very short and I keep thinking to myself, well, what's another one? What's another couple pages? And then I'll hit one of the longer chapters. And I don't know about you, but I can't stop in the middle of a chapter, put the book down and go to bed or move on. I have to finish the chapter before I can finish my reading. So that's the book that I've started reading recently. And if you listen to yesterday's show, this is uh, one of those things that I'm trying to work on in the new year on not letting things wait. Uh, all throughout 2020, I wanted to start reading uh, books again, you know, uh, as opposed to just watching movies. I wanted to set aside some time for some leisure reading. And this was a book that was on my list. And I'm like, you know what? Not going to put it off. Over the weekend, went to Barnes & Noble next door, bought it, and I've started reading again. So it's nice just to have this different change of pace and less screen time overall, just diving into the pages of this book. I don't like to read books on Kindle or on the screen. I'd much prefer to have the physical copy in my hand, flip those pages and, you know, put little bookmarks in on little things that I noticed and I want to go back to along the way. It's just a much more fun experience for me. So anyways, Reliquary. In this book, it follows the actions and the journeys and adventures of several characters. And one of those characters is Dr. Margot Green. She's a curator at the Natural History Museum. And in this one scene in the book, she's in a lab going over x-rays. And she puts the x-rays up on the illuminated screen that are mounted on the wall. And it describes in the book how as she does this, her traps cry out in protest. They're very, very sore from the workout that she did the night before that involved five sets of 10 on upright rows. And the thing that got me thinking about this particular scene in the book is when they described it, it's just one little throwaway paragraph, just a couple sentences. I bet you the vast majority of listeners gloss right over it. Oh, okay. She works out and just carried on with the rest of the book. Meanwhile, me, since I understand the language of training and I have experienced what she's experienced before in the gym from that specific exercise as well, I could feel it. 
I was like, yeah, I, I know what that feels like for my traps to be a little sore. And actually yesterday was day one of our brand new training cycle for the Albany CrossFit Barbell Club. And my traps are a little sore. We did a lot of volume on pulls with a shrug hold at the top. And we did a lot of behind the neck push pressing in addition to snatching and other drills. So my traps are indeed a little toasty, not to the point where if I lift my arms over my head, they're really crying out in agony, but I could relate to this character in the book because I've shared a similar experience. And I just think that's a really cool thing that the authors in this book not only picked the correct exercise that would lead to that soreness, but just the brief way that they described it, the action she's taking on reaching her arm up to reach up to a higher point, like if you were reaching up onto a shelf to pin these x-rays to the screen so she could look at them. And while she does that, she's like, man, my traps are super sore. And I will say, it did make me respect this character all the more. I mean, she's an awesome character in the book. She gets a lot done. It's fun to follow her perspective through the story. But now I know she works out. Yeah, she's a gym rat. She at, at the end of her workday, when you know she's not being stalked by monsters in the museum, she's going to the gym. And this book was written in 1997. So this is before CrossFit. Weightlifting isn't as popular as it is today. So she's more than likely just going to, you know, crunch fitness or some the YMCA, some general fitness gym. I imagine she's using an easy curl bar to do this exercise. She's probably not using a full-on barbell, or maybe she's even using dumbbells. I would guess that those are the two pieces of equipment, and I can just see it right now. She's probably standing in front of a mirror. I bet she's wearing uh, workout gloves, because a lot of people do that, and she's doing sets of 10 on the upright row with whatever weight she's got loaded or dumbbells she has in her hands. And it says in the book, she normally does three sets of 10, but she decided to do five sets of 10 because she's upped her workout routine in the last couple of days. And I would imagine she's upped her workout routine as part of a way to relieve some stress. And I know I've done that before. Hey, I did my main work for the day, but my mind is wandering. I've got a lot weighing on me right now. Maybe I'll do some extra sets of squats. I'll just take my mind down that road. I'll tune out. I'll just feel my body. I'll get that weight on my back. We've all done that before. If you understand the language of training and if you train regularly, you know that you've done workouts before where the workout wasn't necessarily for getting stronger. It wasn't for losing weight or getting better conditioning. It was just to relieve some stress. And because Dr. Margot Green is dealing with some murders and uh, monsters and all this uh, extra pressure from higher ups in the museum and the police. She's probably a little bit more stressed out. So that was something else that I pulled out of this paragraph. They didn't have to tell me she's stressed out. And really in any of the pages that have come before that hasn't been discussed. She hasn't talked about how the extra workload is affecting her or anything like that, but it's conveyed in such a beautiful way on just describing how she's feeling after her workout. And I dug deeper in between the lines in this paragraph. And I'm like, she probably upped her workout routine because she's stressed out. And I know this because I've also done that before. So that's just a really cool thing about when you train, you can get so much more out of 
movies and books and TV shows. And you can start to read between the lines and start to really see what drives a character and their motives because you have shared those experiences before. And that's a beautiful thing about working out and training is even with one another, we know what one another are feeling in certain circumstances. When you see someone PR in the gym, if you've done it before, if you've been training for any length of time, you know what that feels like. So you can be happy with them. You can share in their triumph over that weight or whatever the PR might be. And you also know what it feels like to miss a lift, to bomb out, to fail on some reps on pull-ups, to go to failure on push-ups, to just be dragging on that last mile uh, when you're doing a running workout. And you know what that feels like. And that can help you too, to help other people, especially if you're a coach. If you're a coach and you have done this type of training that you're trying to impart on your athletes, you can read between the lines. They can share information with you and say, hey, I'm feeling this way today from that other workout. Or maybe if you dive in deeper and find out what's going on in their life, you can tailor training to that to kind of give them an outlet or to get them even better training because you can read between the lines and you understand what they're going through. And today, more than ever, people are really starting to understand the language of training and you're starting to see it pop up more and more in movies with workout montages and in books like this, even though this book was written, you know, a couple decades ago, which is kind of crazy to think about 1997 was several decades ago. I'm starting to think right now, I think I was in the third or fourth grade when this book was written. Kind of crazy. Now I feel old <laughs> when you start doing the, the, the mental math as the years go by. But this is a very cool scene in here. The, the one thing that I, I didn't like about this scene is that it did mention that uh, although she had dramatically increased the workload of her exercise routine, she would have to be more careful not to overdo it. Uh, if I was Dr. Margot Green's coach, I would probably say, hey, we've been doing three sets of 10 for quite some time. If we've been using the same weights, maybe it's time to increase the weights. But if she's getting through all three sets of 10 consistently without failing on any sets, it's time to bump up the weight or it's time to add some more sets. So I don't think this extreme uh, DOMS, that delayed onset muscle soreness that she's experiencing is a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. I think it shows she needs this progression in her workout routine. And one way to progress it other than adding weight is to add some reps or add some sets and increase that overall volume. And it looks like that's what she's doing. If I had to guess, her goals are maybe to be fit and toned versus you know gaining a lot of strength. I don't know what the rest of her workout routine looks like. Uh, that would be pretty cool if we keep going back to this topic in the book. I'm only 80 pages in, and this is, how long is this book? This is a 500 page book. So there's certainly more time to talk about uh, Dr. Margot Green's workout routine within this. And you know what? I welcome it. I think it'd be super cool later on in the coming chapters if they're talking about how she's having a hard time walking up and down the stairs because of all the extra squats and lunges that she did, you know, or her hands hurt and the calluses are achy, or maybe she ripped a callus, which maybe that wouldn't happen because I imagine, again, she's using workout gloves. But I just thought this was something cool to share. 
Uh, again, there's so much to be drawn from this, and that's what I took away from that scene. I think it's awesome to be able to relate to the media that you're watching. And if you're involved in lifting weights, CrossFit exercise, you can certainly get a lot more joy out of little things like this that you read in books or see on the television screen. And you can also start to pick out when things aren't quite right. You know, I'll use one quick example. There's a show called Hannibal, which is about Dr. Hannibal Lecter and um, uh, the Red Dragon, Francis Dollarhide, and that whole universe there, Silence, Silence of the Lambs. And there's a scene where the guy that plays the Red Dragon, Francis Dollarhide, he's doing pull-ups. And these are the most abysmal pull-ups ever. I'll talk about this in another episode. I mean, he's barely extending his arms, but what I'm imagining whoever made this is maybe that was the, uh, the physical extent of the actor's ability. Maybe he can't do full pull-ups, which I would say it'd probably be better to fake it, you know, like put some invisible wires on him that'll hoist him up and down and get that full range of motion. Because if, if you've been involved in training, serious training, full range of motion is way more impressive than doing halvesy pull-ups. And he's doing these halvesy pull-ups and I'm watching it. And I'm like, this is supposed to be an important scene in this book, which I've read that book as well, which is why I'm going to talk about it on another show. But this is supposed to be an important scene. It's supposed to display and discuss a lot about his character and his motivations and, and where he draws his strength from. And they're having him do half reps that he would get called out for in any serious gym that has anyone that has any sort of coaching knowledge. Uh, so just watching that, it's just funny to me that no one said, hey, maybe we should have him do a different exercise that will look more impressive. I think what Hollywood should gear themselves more towards is maybe just something like a deadlift. Like a, it's hard to get the range of motion wrong on a deadlift and you can get fake weights. You don't have to worry about the actor not being able to pull themselves up to a pull-up bar and missing some reps. So you just get some fake weights, make it look cool and have them fake straining, you know, cause they are actors. They should be able to do that. And there you go. Now it looks impressive. Anyone seeing someone pick up a barbell with stacks of plates loaded on the end is going to say, wow, this guy's strong and that's impressive. Uh, and then if they have done that before, they can relate to it a little better, but something that kind of pulls me out of the scene is when I see someone doing an exercise incorrectly or it's described incorrectly in text. So that was just, that's just one example on if you know, you know, and those things will pop out to you and it's no longer impressive in the scene. And guys, that's all I've got for you today. That is uh, my recap on something that's been on my mind since I read that little scene in Reliquary. I'm going to keep reading this book. I'm going to keep furthering this little mini goal I have for myself throughout the rest of the year of just doing things and starting things and reading is one of those little goals that I wanna get back to. And it's already brought me so much joy and I was able to share it with you. And guys, if you have a similar experience, if you have read a story in a book that depicted exercise and you wanna share it with me, I would love to hear your stories, whether it be books, movies. If you have a workout routine or a uh, example of working out or training or coaching, that you've seen in a movie or a show or something like that, that you would like me to talk about on this segment of the podcast, uh, send me your ideas. I'll take a look at it. 
maybe I haven't seen the movie before. And that'll just have me uh, going down the rabbit hole of seeing some new content as well. That isn't so geared towards horror, science fiction, and things like that, because that's very much where I gravitate towards. So maybe you'll expose me to some new things. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow the Barbell Strikes Back on Instagram. Follow me, James A. McDermott. 